Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host RJ McCready. And for this episode, we're going to be taking you guys back to the year in 1978 to look at the space opera Battlestar Galactica. So let's fire up the Colonial Viper, let's have a look at the trailer, and I'll see you guys soon. Launch when ready. Transport yourself in time to a star system far beyond our own galaxy. Core systems transferring control to probe craft. Launch when ready. Battlestar Galactica, a saga of a star world. I got him on the left. I got him on the right. That is precision flying. For a thousand years, a race of alien machines has been bent on destruction of the human race. They hate us with every fiber of their existence. And now their evil plans may become reality. It's dangerous around here. remnants of the human race in their quest for a new world. This 13th colony, this other world, where is it and what is it called? Earth. And be there for the ultimate confrontation. Enemy closing, 30 microns. But if you're wrong. 25 microns. I'm not wrong. 15 microns. Cylons lured me into their deception once. Closing in, 5 microns. Never again. And welcome back guys. So the synopsis of this film is after the destruction of the 12 colonies of mankind, the last major fighter carrier leads a makeshift fugitive fleet in a desperate search for the legendary planet Earth. It's got 148 minute runtime and it's classed as a action adventure sci-fi. It was directed by Richard A. Collar, who is known for mainly known for TV work such as McLeod, Ironside, Chips and Miami Vice, to name just a few, but they're pretty strong TV shows kicking around at the time. And it's also written by uh, Glenn A. Larson, and he is known for some iconic TV shows such as The Knight Rider, Buck Rogers, which also had a movie, and Auto Man and The Fall Guy, so again, some really strong talent involved in this movie. And the music is by Stuart Williams, and he did the films, or he did the TV scores for Six Six Million Dollar Man, Knight Rider and Buck Rogers. So right there, as you can see, that is your tip of the iceberg, or your your building block for this film, um, with the amount of talent that was uh, attached to Galactica. and plus, not to mention all the special effects crews which were involved on Star Wars back then. So they brought all their skills to the show, and that's quite evident when you look at the um, space battles and the space vehicles. And um, it's some pretty cool stuff. It's a pretty cool time to probably be a special effects artist at this time as well. So let's have a look at the cast. So you've got um, Richard Hatch, who plays Captain Apollo, uh, Dirk Benedict, who we all know from. Uh, the A-Team, he plays Captain Starbuck and he's a pretty cool character in this. It was actually a role that was offered to Don Johnson who turned it down. You've got uh, Long Green who's probably famous for the other TV show Bonanza, the old western. He plays um, Adama. 
Uh, Herbert Jefferson Jr., who plays Boomer. Uh, Noah Hathaway's in this, and he plays Boxy. And some of you who may not know this, he actually played a trail in the never-ending story. So that's a little bit of trivia there. Uh, Terry Carter as Colonel Ty. John Calicos as Bolter, the baddie, in this. And you also got, um, I didn't know this until I did some research, uh, Rick Springfield is in this. He does a little cameo role as Apollo's brother, Zack. And he's a Australian musician who had um, a lot of success in the 80s with some uh, pop rock hits. So, um, like I say, didn't know that. So, a little bit of trivia there. So let's have a look at the um, origins of Battlestar Galactica and where it all came about. So in the late 70s, um, cinema and TV was having a boom of sci-fi with the success of Star Wars in 1977. And then you also had um, Buck Rogers, which was released as a film and was kicking around as a TV show and was very successful. So Universal Studios decided to make their own space opera, which was um, Battlestar Galactica. And it was originally uh, created as 24 episodes and the movie which I'm talking about here was originally the TV pilot. And I think they got two bites of the cherry. Um, they released this as a film and it was edited from three episodes um, from the pilot of the TV show. But like I say, got two bites of the cherry. They released it as a film, and then they released. I remember them releasing this on TV as um, as the pilot as well. Um, so you kind of got like a watered down version as the movie. So you had um, obviously this film, Battlestar Galactica, which um, on the TV show was called Saga of the Star World, and then they made another movie called The Cylon Attack, and the final film, which was. The closing part to the show, which was uh, the conquest of Earth, and they called it Galactica 1980, which um, is not a fan favourite. Um, it didn't go down too well, but we'll talk about that today. We'll go back to Battlestar Galactica, the one that started it all. And what you've got here is a really solid sci-fi um, movie, which um, has got everything in it that you want. And I remember watching this when I was about 10 years old. I think my dad uh, rented it from a VHS store for me. And I was blown away from it. You know, like I say, it's got everything in it. And I think it still holds up today when I re-watch this. Um, the effects are really good. The stories are good. The characters are likeable. Um, and as much as Starbuck and Apollo are kind of like the lead characters in this, you've also got some really good strong leading ladies in this as uh, Cassiopeia and Sheba, who's a badass fighter pilot. So everybody is involved in this. And on top of that, you've got um, as much as you've got the good guys, you've got the bad guys. I mean, the Cylons in this are badass. And you've got great special effects. You've got explosions. Um, and I think generally the story does flow at a fast pace. And let's not forget that classic film score, which is just just draws you right in. And I've got a film, I've got a clip here from um, one of the trailers, so I can use these uh, film clips here. So, got a little clip of the intro. So just listen to this. Man, that's just that's just the start of the ten here. 
And then the bit I like about um, the start of Battlestar Galactica is you get like, um, I think it's the actor Patrick McGee um, who does like a voiceover and you get this clip here. There are those who believe that life here began out there, far across the universe. So it kind of gives you an overview of what, what's happening with the story. It tells you straight away um, in the first 30 seconds of what this film is all about. And it also throws in some mythology here as well, uh, which is evident in the show when you look at it. Um, so in the intro, it talks about the fact that there is possibly a human race that is coming back to Earth and they might be connected to the Aztecs and the Toltecs and... Um, when you look at the, say, the Viper pilot helmets, um, they look like a Egyptian king headdress, so there's like a little bit of an Easter egg chucked in there. And the structure of the Cylons is based on the Romans, so there is a mixture of our ancient history on Earth, and that is thrown into Battlestar Galactica as well, so it's kind of all mixed into it, which I think is quite clever. And then of course you've got the Cylons in this and they're Cylon Raiders and let's have a listen to what they sound like. So there you go guys, it's iconic. So that's what I'm talking about with um, Battlestar Galactica. It's got everything, it's the visual effects, it's the explosions, you've got POV shots of the Viper pilots, um, got the characters, you've got good storylines, so it's just got everything in it to make a really good space opera. So. Um, as I said earlier, it's a pretty solid um, TV show and movie. So, talking about the film, let's have a look at it. Let's do a bite-sized review on Battlestar Galactica. So, so after the fantastic intro and the overview, as I mentioned earlier, you get a great POV shot of the Galactica and the fleet. And it's set in a distant star system known as the 7th millennium of time. And you've got the 12 colonies of humans living in different worlds. And they've been fighting a thousand year war against the robotic race of Cylons who seek to exterminate all of humanity. They just want to get rid of them. And there's a scene in here which I picked up on when I re watched it recently where Apollo is talking to Boxy. And Boxy says to him, well, why are the Cylons doing this to us? And he says, it's not what we've done to the Cylons, it's what the Cylons think the human race is capable of and they just want to exterminate us. So I thought that was quite an interesting spin. So the actual Cylons are in fear of the human race and that's why they want to get rid of them. So that's something I didn't pick up on when I was a kid because I was interested in all the starships and battles and all that. So that went straight over my head. But um, yeah, I quite like that. That sort of gave a new spin to Battlestar Galactica for me. But anyway, going back to the fleet. So you've got... Um, the Cylons who have now unexpectedly offered a peace deal to the humans and they have assembled all of the battle stars together for this peace deal but there is only one commander from the whole fleet who is not buying into this and that is Commander Adama of the Battlestar Galactica and he suspects that the Cylons are setting up a trap here. He says that we've been fighting them too long now for them to offer a peace deal and this is a trap. So you get the first part of the movie here where he is trying to convince all the council members that this is a trap but they are being swayed by uh, Voltar who is a human being who is working alongside the Cylons and he is swaying everybody else 
And you'll now introduce the two of our main lead characters here, Captain Apollo and Captain Starbuck who have been assigned by Adama to go on a recon mission to go and find out what the Cylons are really up to. But Starbuck being Starbuck, you're thrown straight in, he's suffering from a hangover from all his uh, gambling and stuff like that, so it throws you right in there to what his character's going to be like and he's like a lovable rogue. And um, he says, I can't do it, so let's give the opportunity to your brother, Zach, who's played by Rick Springfield, and he's all excited about going. So you get the cool Vipers uh, that launch off with these two pilots, they go and investigate. And much to their surprise, or not too much to their surprise, they find the Cylons waiting for an attack. But before they can get back to the Galactica, they are involved in uh, a chase from the Cylon Raiders, which is pretty cool. You get your first dogfight scene here. And poor old Zack's Viper's starting to break down. He's got some problems and he can't get back. And he says to Apollo, look, you get back, get some backup, I'll be all right. So Apollo says, you know, I'll come back for your kid brother, you know, and it's all a little bit emotional. And poor old Zack, he gets blown up. And I remember this, I thought, blimey, I'm only a few minutes into this film. I remember when I was a 10-year-old, I was pretty pretty cut up about that. <laughs> so there you go, you got your first kill scene. Um, but Apollo doesn't know this, he finds out later that he gets killed, and he managed to get back, and he tells um, Adama that it is a trap. But before they can warn anybody else, the Cylons come in, and they blow up all the other battle stars, and most of the fleet, and they also attack their home planet, Caprica. So Galactica picks up the remaining survivors from Caprica and they've got the rest of the fleet and they are now on a mission to try and find the 13th tribe, which is known as Earth. But along the way, they have uh, perilous um, retaliation from the Cylons because when Polo came back to tell his father about the Cylon attack, he noticed that there was some uh, refueling tankers and he said that can only come from the Cylon star bases. And uh, Starbuck has now recovered from his hangover and he's now become a key player to protect the fleet. And you've also introduced to another character here called Boomer and Colonel Ty who is Adama's second in command. So you've now introduced some more characters. And you also got a love interest here with uh, Jane Seymour, who has been rescued from Caprica with her son Boxy, who I mentioned earlier as um, the kid from the Neverending Story. And he's um, he's got a cool little um, robotic dog called Doggett, which um, just gives a little bit of comic relief to the show, I guess. So, um, before I give that character a shout out. And then you get a scene that cuts into the uh, Cylon's imperious leader and he is determined that no human shall survive and because Battlestar Galactica got away he orders Baltar to get executed but the thing here is is that he gets executed in the film but then he comes back for the rest of the TV show so um, this kind of shows you how this uh, film has been re-edited from a TV show so they've obviously brought him back in for that because he is too good of a character and he's a pretty cool bad guy to have in the um, TV show, he's just menacing. But anyway, getting back to the fleet they are trying to get, um, get away from the Cylons but they are running sh short on fuel supplies and food so they have to go to a planet called Carillion. 
but nothing is what it seems on this planet because they seem to have an awful lot of food supply which comes apparent later on and it just happens to be a gambling den which um, is pretty cool for Starbuck and the council members of Caridian invite Ardama and all the fighter pilots down for a banquet but again Ardama suspects a trap he suspects that there's some silent mischief involved with this so he takes this opportunity to set a trap back onto the Cylons with a little bit of a hunch so he sends down uh, civilians dressed as pilots and he keeps all his pilots back and then he also sends Starbuck and Apollo down to go and investigate and find out what's going on on this planet and they uncover the dark truth of Caridian they've got insectoid ovians that have set up a gambling resort to lure in humans to serve as living food for their hatching larvae in the underground chambers it's a pretty screwed up scene it's um I remember watching this as a kid and thinking, what the hell is this all about? Do you know what I mean? It's gone from a film where we're seeing space battles to cannibalistic uh, in insects eating humans. So that's a pretty crazy scene, I remember. And of course, the Cylons are involved. So you get a uh, shootout between Apollo and Starbuck with the Cylons and they go on a rescue mission. And I've got to mention that Starbuck has a love interest with uh, one of the survivors from Caprica called Cassiopeia and she gets captured by these in insects and uh, they go on a rescue mission and they blow up a few Cylons and on this planet it turns out that there is a fuel base for the um, Cylon ships so as a result of the crossfire between the um, Apollo and Starbuck and the Cylons they blow up one of the um, tankers and this causes a um, explosion which erupts all the other fuel tanks on the planet and then whilst all this is happening, the um, Cylons have released a massive fleet of raiders towards the Galactica to go and intercept and blow it up. But um, to their surprise, there's a load of Vipers that engage them, which results in a brilliant space battle. And they are then accompanied by Apollo and Starbuck. But they decide to leave the battle to go for the Cylon Starbase, which they believe is kicking around in the area. And going against the commands of Adama, they pursue this star base and it's um, making its way down towards the Caridian planet to hide itself. But the Caridian planet is now on fire and it blows up and along with the explosion, the star base blows up with it. So you get this huge explosion and you get the battle star with its first victory and they manage to get away. But despite this victory, they know that the Cylon enemies will be pursuing them on their way to Earth, so they've still got a long way to go. And then this results in the TV show which follows this, and this is the end of the film. So this is the end of the um, first pilot for Battlestar Galactica. So there you go, guys. That is my uh, bite-sized review of Battlestar Galactica. It does everything you want it to do. It's just a good space opera, space battles, good guys, bad guys, uh, lots of dogfights, lots of shooting, lots of laser beams and stuff like that, so and explosions and POV shots and the music. So um, I think it still holds up today, as I said earlier, it's, it's still a good movie. Um, and as I always say, if you haven't seen it, go check it out if you have seen it. Um, I hope you're a fan like I am because it's pretty cool and the other thing I need to mention here which I didn't talk about is that it did actually spawn um, a remake um, a new TV show with new characters and all that with obviously the same storyline um, I never really watched it to be honest with you uh, so I can't really comment on that but um, I think it's done pretty good 
Um, but I'm just too much of a fan of the original, so um, I never really um, visited the uh, remake. But like I say, I'm so I can't really comment on that. But I think it's done pretty good. So uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, might be another one to go and check out. So that's it, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, like I say, it's a bit of admin. I am a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Uh, please go and check out all the other shows on there. I'll be playing a promo um, at the end of the show. And I've also got a Facebook page, uh, which is pretty cool. There's some good stuff going on there. And you can find the show on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and obviously the Legion Podcast Network. So go check it out. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, I will be back soon for the next film I'm going to be doing. is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought we'd talk about him. And I thought I'd have a talk about the cult classic action movie, Commando, which is pretty much taken in the 80s. So I'll have a chat about that. So look out for that. And I've also got um, two other episodes in the works, which I'm looking at doing. I'm looking at doing Independence Day from 1996 and uh, Brendan Fraser's The Mummy from 1999, I think. So I'm going to be having a look at those two. So they're two to look out for, which will be coming soon. So... Keep it bite-sized, keep it 80s, stay safe out there, guys, and I will see you soon. show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.